podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. This is the Prince Podcast. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today, my friend, my colleague, Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? I'm well, still in the afterglow of the concert from last night. It was wild. Yes, so you have now had the chance and the opportunity to uh, see the piano in a microphone show, of course. This is the new Prince tour. Uh, he played in Oakland last night. Uh, what is it? February 20, uh, 28th. 28th. Um, he did two shows. Yes. Did you? Which show did you see? I went to the 7 o'clock show because I had to come back to Sacramento for a court appearance in Marysville, which is about an hour away, and I didn't want to be too worn out. All right. Well, so so let's let's start at the top. Um, tickets go on sale. Did you get your tickets? To, I, I'm sure you did, but <laughs> did, you get, did you have any problem getting the tickets when they went on sale? It, it's funny because they went on sale on Wednesday, and I got wind of it Tuesday when I was at the comic shop. And so I thought, okay, I'm on this. And I called, you know, two assistants at a colleague's office, had them on phone standby for noon Wednesday. I called my ticket broker, and he was on standby. And I came back to my house where I have my um, incredibly powerful desktop computer, and I get on. And so they all, everybody had my credit card number. We were ready to go. <laughs> noon, they all open up. And, my, and the battery in my mouse died. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> But my, my broker came through. He said, I got I got two in row N. He said, this orchestra on the left side. I looked at the seating chart. I'm like, oh, those will do nicely. Yeah, okay. And they were and they were the expensive ones. You know, they were two seventy three a pop. Mm-hmm. You know, out the door it was six twenty three. And what kind of freaked me out though, because after I got them, I'm like, all right, I got mine. I'm good. Uh, an old high school friend contacted me that night. And was saying, well, do you know about the platinum tickets? I said, what platinum tickets? I go back to Ticketmaster, hit the VIP, and they've got platinum tickets for sale, right? Like, you know, fifth row back, dead center. Whoa. I'm like, well, what is the deal here? So I look into it a little more. It turns out that block is held back by Ticketmaster and or the promoter for people to spend the big money so they can make some more money on it. And they wanted five eighty-five a piece. And you had to buy two. <laughs> I mean, what do you get with? Is it just the seat? Do you get anything? That's it. No meet and greet, just the seat. Damn. And my, my, you know, my friend's like, "We're gonna do that." I'm like, "Hey, baby, you do what you do." And she said, "Do you want to switch one with me?" I said, "You know what? No. If it was a meet and greet, I, <laughs> I don't know. But just for and because she was only maybe uh, six or seven rows in front of me. Okay. I'm like, nah, we're good. We're good." Now, so, was this a this is a theater type of uh, yeah yes okay. that's a historic Paramount Theater in Oakland and it's it's interesting because I grew up in Oakland first twenty two years of my life and never set foot in that building oh wow and it holds about two thousand and so the plan was my friend from um, high school was going to go with me down in the Bay Area because she went with me to see Purple Rain tour way back in the day and so the plan was we'd meet downtown she was going to take Bart in because there was a Bart station right in front. And I was going to drive in because I didn't want to you know, leave my car at a bar station. So I drive into the building, or to the building, around 4.30 or so, 4.35 o'clock. No, 4.30, 4.30. I'm driving around, and, I'm starting, and I see the, the band roadies loading stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And I see a big lot 
directly next to the building saying $20 to park, and it was empty. I'm like, oh, this will work for me. <laughs> so I pulled in the Range Rover, paid the guy 20 bucks, and he said, "That's he said, Mr. Wiggins, can I be safe here? I said, all right. It was literally 20 feet from the front door. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm good now. I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. Nice. And so they start lining up, and I see Jace, and so he and I talk a little bit. And the only, I don't want to say drawback, but the only restriction was if you had like two, three, or four tickets – all of your group had to be there at the same time. Right, right. You know, there were not, because there were no paper tickets. They, they swipe your credit card, print you up tickets once you got in. And like, that's that's fine, that's fine. Now, there was a woman out front um, trying to get a ticket. I mean, she was trying real, real hard. And I said, baby, I cannot do nothing for you, but, you know, good luck with all that. <laughs> wow. Now, I don't know where she was, and I did not see this myself, but she was about half a block away all of a sudden, she starts screaming. I'm like, well, what is all this? And she's running up, this, up the street. Ah! Ah! And people are looking at her like, you know, what's wrong? I saw him. I saw him. I saw him. <laughs> okay. And then she cuts directly across Broadway, which is like, you know, a three-lane in each direction street, screaming, I saw him. I saw him. Ooh. I'm like, okay. This, this, is, this is cool. This is cool. And they opened the doors about uh, 5.30, quarter to 6. And my friend got there, and we went on in. And it was an interesting crowd, because I guess I'm getting older. Because <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was a lot of people, you know, my age. And, like, I didn't see any 20s, like, young 20-somethings at all. Hmm. Okay. I saw, like, 25, maybe. But it was, the median age ran around 35, 40 you know, 45 right in there. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing because the ticket prices were no joke. Right. Um, and a last minute type of and thing. And it was a last minute deal because the lowest price tickets up in the balcony were $97. Yeah. Yeah. But the place is, is um, situated. So there's really no bad seat in the building. Okay. You know, it was nice and small. And so we get in and, you know, they see this. I'm like, all right, this is okay. This is okay. And it's kind of like an old school. It looks, it looks kind of like the Apollo theater, that type of setting. It's, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, really um, ornate and the old school decorations. I'm like, this is this is okay. This is okay. And one thing about Prince, I have to give it up. I've seen him several times, and I've never seen him with an opening act outside of his own people, as in The Time or Sheila E or something like that. The guy does not believe in the opening act. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So we go on in, and we're seated, and there's a couple in front of us. And they said this is their first time seeing him. I said, oh, you guys are in for a treat. Oh, wow. You're going you're gonna to dig this. And so we're talking. And someone asked me how many times I'd seen him. I'd say, oh, 11 or 12. Really? Really? I said, yeah, yeah, no big deal. And I, I of course, took, you know, the opportunity to hype the podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I said, check us out, Prince Podcast, over at podcastjuice.net. There you That's go. We, come check it out. And so then the lights go down. I'm like, and when the lights went down, the the eruption from everybody, you'd swear you were in a 10,000-seat arena. Well, let, let me ask you this before you start. Yeah. What, about what time? Did it start at 7? No, no. It was supposed to start at 7. He came out at about 7.15. Okay. okay. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't okay. too bad. You know, the lights going down. And the thing is, it's funny because before the lights went down, people had their phones out taking pictures of the stage and the whole night. I'm like, All right. okay, don't be the one. <laughs> right. And it's, and it's funny because the ushers are like, look, you can take pictures now, but when those lights go down, 
security will be in here and you will be asked to leave. Hmm. I'm like, look, they ain't playing either. Do not get thrown out. There is no warning. And so the lights go down, place erupts. And I'm sure they had this at Paisley. Um, the backdrop was like the kaleidoscope yeah. you know, light show. Mm -hmm. That starts to hit him like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and he comes up from behind that in silhouette. And when people saw that, they freaked out. And then it opens up or rises up. And he comes out with his little pimp cane. <laughs> Place went bananas. Oh, it good. went bananas. And he sits down. And people are just you can't you can't hear anything, <laughs> and all of a sudden there's a little you know piano tinkle, of, of nothing really in particular, and then he's all, I'm not a woman. Place blew up, <laughs> blew up. I'm thinking, how's this man gonna blow up the building with a piano? Well, he just did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, so he he went into that, and the place is just insane. But one thing I noticed because there was no reserved seating, once he started the song, people all sat down, because it was like. And, I, and I've never been to a, a Barbara Streisand show, but it was kind of like that vibe. Right, right. Now, I know what you mean. Now, you, you said something interesting. There was no reserved seating. Is that there's in no, the area where you I'm were sorry. at? I'm sorry. There's no general admission. I'm oh, sorry. okay. There are all reserved seating, but there was no general admission, so there's nothing but seats throughout the building. So right. you had a place to sit, obviously. And, you know, people sat down and just just took it all in. And he, you know, he did talk about his dad. I uh, talked about his mom. Talked about how when dad left, he left the piano. And he said he wanted to be like his father. He said his father loved music, loved the Bible, loved his mother. He said, that's what I want to be like. Interesting. I'm like, well, all right. All right. And so he started playing Batman. People <laughs> cracked up. And then he gave a shout out to Steph Curry from the Warriors. Now, for our basketball fans, the Warriors are the Oakland team. And they played Saturday night in Oklahoma City. And Steph Curry hit this impossible eight-mile bomb three-pointer at the end of yeah, overtime. I've I actually seen a clip of that. I, I've been hearing about this. Yeah. Oh, man, it was out of, out of control. I'm not a big basketball fan, but I saw them like, whoa. And Prince said, who can you depend on? Steph Curry. Place blew up. Place <laughs> blew up. I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, and then they talked. He went into Sly and the Family Stone. He went into Stand. And the person with me didn't know it. I'm like, how do you not know Sly? Girl, okay, <laughs> you know, um, you know, he just did so many different songs. Uh, he did a lot of the hits, obviously, mm -hmm. but he did a lot of the, for lack of a better phrase, deep cut hits. You know, he didn't do "Let's Go Crazy," but he did do "Take Me With You." You know, hmm. he he did a little red Corvette, and he talked about vanity a little bit, and he and he put a taste of dirty mind into that, and. The, the the noise and the excitement just did not stop. Now, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna and give it up since we're all we're all friends here. Uh, when he got in the controversy, it was great, but when he went into "I Feel for You," mm -hmm. oh yeah, oh yeah, Thelma draws on the stage. That's, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my song. That's my song. Was there a point? Because um, when I saw him, it was like what you see, you know. I think initially people stood up and then everyone sat down. Were there instances throughout the show where people started to stand? Oh, yeah. Then... Oh, yes. Um, when he got to Thieves in the Temple, and which made me immediately think of Sean, because mm -hmm. Sean had been putting lyrics up on his uh, page lately, and he, put, and he sang some of the extended version lyrics. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay, here we go, here we go. 
and people look at me like, you know that song? Of course I know the song. Man. Oh, hey, <laughs> step your game up. Um, he did Black Sweat. Uh, yeah. Which, which I did not see coming. <laughs> I got to admit, I didn't see that one coming. And he led the crowd through Cream. And he, at one point, the women part, the Rosie Gaines part, everybody in the building knew it and got it wrong at one point, tempo-wise. He's like, uh-uh, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> he played it back, and they got it right. He's like, okay, that's better. And then he went into um, Unchain My Heart. Now, I didn't know that was a, a Ray Charles song. I had no idea. I, I know the song. Hmm. I didn't know it was right. And, you know, he did It, which blew me away, because that's, that's the one. And when he got to the uh, the traditional, I'm going to go ahead and butcher this, so you, you've been warned. I got to tell you what you need to me. Man, they lost their mind. <laughs> <laughs> they lost their minds. You know, wow. and a lot of times, I mean, you and I have both seen this. He's played things that are like um, <clears throat> medley pieces or snippets of songs. He did all of Raspberry Beret. And okay. when he did Paisley Park, I'm like, oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Girl on the seesaw. Oh, yeah. Couldn't tell me. He's doing a lot of, like, songs you wouldn't imagine him doing on this tour. Like, he's just, whoa, okay, this song. You know, that's what I felt when I saw it. I was just like, I've never heard this song. You hadn't heard this song in a long time. So, yeah, like like you said, Black Sweat, I remember I was thrown for a loop because, one, I would never think you would do that song on a piano, but, you know, nonetheless, he's doing it. What was the standout, if, if there were a few, what was some of the standouts for you personally? Uh, for me personally, now, again, we're all friends here, and I know I'm going to get heat for this later on, but when he did the entire or the entirety of Nothing Compares to You, you know, I, I just, I got a little emotional. Can't lie. <laughs> There was something in my eye because it made me think of a special person and how I felt about her and this and that. Mm. And I got a little, a little sentimental. But, and, you know, people say Sinead O'Connor made it popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't make it popular for us. Right, right. Okay. So for the people in that building, we know where that song comes from. Okay. And it ain't her. Sorry. You know, so I'm not one. Well, I'll, say, I'll just say it. He took it back. As far as I'm concerned, you know, he took it back. Now, her version is is whatever. But he put some soul into that and some passion and some emotion. I'm like, yeah, this is what we're talking about here. Um, Kiss. I love Kiss. And what he did with Kiss, he played the arrangement that he did or he's been doing on the, on, uh, the New Year's Eve DVD. Okay. You know, and he put in something that he had been inserting and I saw this at oh on the um oh Chicago a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know the wine cellar one, what's it called? City City Winery City Winery Show. Yeah, yeah. City Winery Show. Cause he had you know had the fellas going slow down and the ladies hee 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 like okay, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's great you know again out you know for me and he did Purple Rain, which was well done. And I never heard it done other than in the movie, just on the piano. Because mm -hmm. I'm always used to the you know the long guitar intro and the solo, you know, in the band. 
on the piano, it is just a whole different vibe. It really, really is. Um, the same thing with the question of you. And again, that's another song. People look at me like, what's that? What's that? <laughs> Interesting. Like, look, I'm going to pull y'all cards in a minute. Because apparently <laughs> in expensive scenes, you're supposed to know. Okay? <laughs> Don't be tripping. And, you know, another standout, Starfish and Coffee. That took me right back to Muppet Show. Mm. You know, the, the Muppet Show, Muppets Tonight performance. I'm like, I love this song. I love this song. And one thing I was concerned about initially, because at the end of the first uh, portion, it had been maybe an hour and 10 minutes. I'm thinking, uh-oh, Q-Storm may have been right. Uh-oh, you ready to come back out here? <laughs> and he came back out. That was when they went into uh, Starfish and Coffee in Paisley Park. And then he went into How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore. And again, I've heard other people do it, especially Alicia Keys. I'm sorry, this belongs to him. You know, he takes his music and just just blows you away. And, and one thing he did from an emotional standpoint, at least for me, and the building, actually, when he came out on the third encore, he had he went into Black Sweat and Purple Music, and people were like, what's Purple Music? I mean, y'all, look. He <laughs> <laughs> getting on my nerves. But he came out one more time, and he played Venus de Milo. Didn't say anything. Oh, wow. Just played Venus de Milo. I'm like, oh, yeah. And it was such a nice, I'm going to use a musical term here, coda. <laughs> For the uh, for the show, because they played that, and as, at at the end of that, he's all, you know, thank you for coming. We got more friends coming in, you know, everybody, you know, thank you, for, thank you very much, and uh, good night. I'm like, well, all right, that's all right. You know, we walked on out. Everybody was just so buzzed and uh, and satisfied, and just like, what did we just see? Like, exactly. And one thing I have to give it up to my friend Anna, who went with me. She's about five nine, and I'm sure they have this at Paisley Park. They have the little gimmick table where you can buy shirts and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get in line because I told Sean I'd get him a shirt if I could get to it. She said, okay. she said, I'll get you a program. I said, okay. So she's in another line, and I don't know what she did, but she went full on Kev McHale and got to the front and got that thing that quick. <laughs> I'm like, damn, baby. So I want to play. I'm like, okay, hey, you do what you do. She was playing some power forward down there, man. <laughs> she was not having it. How were the? Uh, did you get a chance to look through the program? Yeah, I got one actually. I oh, got. Okay. You know, how I, how is it? You know, it's a lot of pictures, and I was expecting more more text. There's not a lot of text. There's no text actually, and there's one picture. I mean, there's a lot of pictures of him on the stage, you know, with the piano and whatnot, and a lot of pictures of him. But there's one picture that has like a, and I don't know. I'm just gonna call it. It looks like an iPad or something like that on the piano. Yeah. Because he was waving his hand over it every so often. I'm thinking, is he giving cues to someone or something like that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But And there was a little bit of recorded like uh, uh, orchestral music, but not a lot by any stretch. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I noticed this at the, at the show I went to. and, and I, I couldn't see the tablet, but it was obvious he was swiping pages or something. Yes. You know, probably through songs. And I heard that other sort of instrumentation that you're talking about, and I wasn't sure if he was triggering that on the key. I mean, on the piano. I don't. I, well, that's, that's I would assume that was like a you know, was it, you know, a computer, you know, MIDI type of keyboard type of thing. Exactly. But exactly. I, so I wasn't sure if he was actually playing those. I guess he would have to be, but you never know. But that's what Jay said. He said, you know, that whole thing is a controller. I'm like, okay. And again, I don't know that much about synthesizers to truly understand that, but. 
there was no one else on the stage. It was him, you know, a couple of candelabras. They were all candle lit. And when you can do something like <laughs> as an artist slash musician slash singer without the security of your backup band, because he's, he's always got the best bands. Right. You know, so you go out there without that type of uh, support and just say, look, here we go. Let's rip and, and tear it up like he did. The guy's a genius. You know, that's just, and I know that we've talked about that word a lot lately in other um, broadcasts, but this guy's a genius. Yeah, it's, you know, he is stripped down to the, you know, pretty much the bare essence. There's nothing really he can hide behind exactly. on, on this tour. You're literally just up there by yourself. There's no other band. You can't kind of like, I don't know if he stepped away from the piano for a few seconds, you know, and drank some water or something, but about the most you could do, but you can't. You know, you can't put other stuff in front to sort of camouflage anything that's messing up. It's just entirely on him and his voice and the playing. And, and I think it's uh, it speaks, like you said, it's a testament to the talent that stripping away the beats, you know, the, the drum programming, stripping away the guitars and keyboards and all the other stuff. And just the essence of the song itself speaks for itself that you can sit up there for like an hour and a half and perform you don't feel like oh something missing or something like that like not at all it's pretty in fact amazing. i'm looking at the set list now I, for, I left out one portion that really really caught my my attention i'm embarrassed uh he did pop life and then he turned that right into the max i'm like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> and he actually sang part of the uh the, the rap to it you know i'm like oh, wow. okay friends do it hey man handle this handle this <laughs> you know i loved it uh, another segment, again, he did a little call and response with the, the singing in the crowd on Diamonds and Pearls. He had, he had to correct him again. He had to, he had to say, ah, try it again. <laughs> <laughs> he played it back, and they got it right. I'm like, all right, all right. I mean, wow. it was really, really a great show. And now I know I spent a grip on it, but you know what? It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I spent pretty much the same on the uh, Third Eye Girl, which I enjoyed, but it was a different vibe. Mm -hmm. different different deal this was something and i've said this before this was something for you know us you know you and me people the real fans the hardcores yeah i love i love that and it was i would see that again in a heartbeat if he brought that you know up to sacramento or he went through another leg on that i would go again and not even blink wow what, what do you so what do you put this or rank this in terms of all of the uh, concerts you've seen, tours. Jeez. Oh, well, my personal favorite. You know, we all have different favorite favorites. My personal favorite was the Act One. Okay. You know, I loved that. Um, I liked this. I would say this one is right up there. I say top three. Oh wow. I say top three because you know Act One. And believe it or not, jam, not Jam of the Year, um, the Emancipation one that he came to Arco Arena with and had Shaka Khan open, just that whole night was amazing because I had never seen Shaka Khan live. Mm. And she held it down. <laughs> you know, I was really impressed by her. And he comes out and like, oh, it's like that? So he turned it up a notch there too. You know, and again, there's no such thing as a quote-unquote bad show with him. But I like when he can do things and be a little more adventurous, whereas, and you and I have talked about this, you know, off air, when he does the big arena tour, 
he's got to follow a certain guideline because, you know, people are there to hear the hits and nothing, you know, no deep cuts. And I understand that, but when he plays a smaller show, that's when you see what's really going on with this dude. All right. Well, man, any other uh, in in the crowd reaction? It just everyone seemed to enjoy the show. Oh man, the crowd was so cool, but security was not playing. <laughs> <laughs> My friend had on a um a Fitbit bracelet, and for those people who do not know, it's like a little um, heart monitor, pulse monitor thingy, okay. and it flashes every like ten seconds. They pounced on us. They're like, "Oh, oh, Mr. Dar's a camera. Like, oh, that's a Fitbit. It's cool." They're like, "All right, man, go ahead." I'm like, "Hey, cool." <laughs> no, but the crowd was really, really relaxed, and again, I may be showing my age, but maybe because you know Prince is skewing to an older demographic now, and the tickets were not cheap. There was no knucklehead presence in there. Oh, it was no. people was really dressed up. You know, I'm like, all right, and this one woman, oh my god, <laughs> before the doors open, I'm out by the hot dog stand, just cooling, and she walked by. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh! She got to get in there somehow. Cause she, yes, put it this way: she was this is how fine she was. If she walked up to me and said, oh, I, "I can't get a ticket to get in," baby, you can go with me. Damn, <laughs> it was like that. It was just like that. <laughs> she was fine. <laughs> what? I'd have been like Anna. Hey, the person, but you, you see what I'm working with here. So. Hilarious. <laughs> Catch you the next go round. <laughs> exactly. I try to get you a scout for the ten o'clock show or something. Wow. But that woman was just stunning. Oh man! Woo. Oof, she was fine. They be out there. They be out there. Oh, this one was definitely out there. And the cool thing is, and when we came out, I mean, it was people milling around the front of the building, as you know, when people when concerts end. Since we were parked so close, we we're like, oh, we're out of here. <laughs> All right, there you go. Got in, and we were out of that parking lot within ninety seconds. I'm wow. Like, okay, let's get on out of here. Now, the parking cost me 20 bucks. I'm like, mm, but you know what? It was worth it. Yeah, that was your convenience fee. <laughs> yes, yes. Car was right there. It was, it was in a attended lot, so I knew it was safe. I'm like, we're good. Wow. So, listeners, obviously, if this show comes to your town. Must go. You, you got to go. So, you, I, my thing is get your put your money aside now because yep. you're probably going to have a couple-day notice. But you gotta see anybody listening to this show. You're a Prince fan already. You can't miss this. Like this is a guy that a few years ago he was doing Third Eye Girl type shows, which are different. Now he's doing piano shows. We've always talked about him doing these types of type, you know, these types of shows. Now now he's doing it, and apparently he's back in the states with it or going worldwide or whatever it is. So yeah, you just heard you know Big Sexy's review. Definitely gotta check it out. Um, yeah, this the show sounds phenomenal. I, I'm hoping they uh, come on up here to Seattle. Uh, definitely gotta go see it again for sure. All right, man, uh, we're gonna get up out of here with Big Sexy. Where can they find you online? Ah, same old places. Uh, I know I'm gonna get heat from <laughs> a couple of the fellas, but same old places. Twitter under Big Sexy and Sack, and Facebook under Mark Wiggins. All right, and uh, actually, you can check check us out now. Check me out now on uh, uh, just join Instagram. Finally got up on there. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh, just look up uh, Podcast Juice or Michael Dean, of course, on Facebook, uh, Michael Dean. But of course, check out the website podcastjuice.net. And hey, work like a job. We will see you next time. Peace. Peace.